0: you've just been hired or off with her head you're fired next stay tuned everybody this is nancy may from doing it best with elder care success and welcome to summer shorts what are summer shorts well Everybody knows what those are. Those are the fun things that you buy in the store that have bright colors. They could have palm trees, alligators, flamingos, whatever they are on your shorts for the summertime. But here, they're just a little different. We're doing summer shorts, Care success style where we're taking 15 minute segments and giving you tips, ideas, resources, and fun things that you can do to make life easier, better, and in some cases, less expensive while taking care of those that you love, be it a parent, a spouse, a partner, or anybody else in your family member. So hang tight, it's Summer Shorts. Hey everybody, this is Nancy May with Doing Your Best with Eldercare Success. And yes, this is another Summer Short. As the days get a little shorter, and the nights longer, and the summer slowly starts to fade, there are things that will change in the type of care that you are looking at with your parents. And one of the things that I think is most important here is to look at the aides that are working with you, or if you've never worked with an aide, how do you actually hire a good aide to be at your side or at your parents' side? Now, I did this from over 1,200 miles away, and, and building a team was not easy. Yet, it took time, patience on my behalf, and, and patience, quite frankly, on my lead aide's behalf, because her desire to have the best of the best was so strong, and I appreciate that. However, what my concern was in many cases was to make sure that we had enough team members so that nobody burned out. That's a huge key. But let me get into the facts or or some of the points and tips on how to hire a good aide. First of all, you don't need to have somebody who's a CNA. Really, taking care of somebody with love and empathy and a lot of common sense goes a long way. People who have cared for their parents, I've found really have the ability to to put themselves in your shoes or to see really understand that you care. And if you care, the compassion And the ability to be there for your parents will be long and strong, believe me. But you have to listen for those stories when you're hiring somebody. Find out about who they cared for. Was it a parent? Was it a spouse? Was it a child? It could have been many children. We had one aide who worked with a number of children in daycare. And her ability to be present for my parents was just exceptional she treated them like an adult not like a child which is which is very key in my book also anybody who's worked with a physically or emotionally challenged adult should have the ability to be there for you and your parents when you need that too as i said they don't need to be a cna there are certain things that that certified nursing assistants really have some understanding on but it's a very basic minimum instead or in addition to I actually required all our aides to go through a CPR training class. And I paid for those courses. You can easily sign up for those or, or schedule them through your local American Red Cross online. I'll put a, a links in the show notes for everybody on that one as well. Or by even contacting your local police, fire, or EMS department on where the best course is. Now, please understand that just because a course is, stated to say it does CPR does not necessarily mean it is the right one for the people who are working with your parents. Make sure that a CPR course is going through the issues as it relates to somebody who is older and physically more frail. Because the way you treat a child, an adult who's mature but not frail and elderly versus an elderly adult is very different because the body has different limitations. So check that out when you do sign up for the CPR course. In fact, I went through them. Mine was not only CPR, it was CPR AED, which is the devices that will do a, the electric uh, heart start, heart starting devices, I call them. And mine also did gunshot wounds and snake bites, which was because it was geared towards a a group that I belonged to, which was rather interesting. I'm not sure I could I could handle a gunshot wound today, but Maybe, maybe it would be keep me better. But in any case, even if you don't use the CPR skills when something happens, the training puts your head in a place that calms you down and you will know how to react and how to even have those conversations with a 911 dispatcher. They'll go over some of those things too, if it's a good CPR course. The other things to think about are compassion and empathy. These are two big rules in my book. Compassion without being a pushover and empathy and understanding and being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes who may not be able to react as fast as you did when you were in your 30s or 40s or even 20s. The ability to also communicate in a way that is slow and patient. I'll give you a prime example. Just the other day, I was talking to one of our former aides, and she's working at a rehab facility right now. And she was so frustrated with a physical therapist and was telling Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones, help me, help me, help me. You need to stand up. You need to do this. You have to move faster and help me get up. Help me do this. But the physical therapy person didn't stop and take a breath between her words and her her orders or commands that she was asking the patient to do. The physical therapist got so frustrated after hearing that the aide later on had helped Mr. Jones go through his routine a little slower, a little bit more gently, and just patiently waiting, waiting for his ability to move at the speed that he could versus at the speed that the PT person, the physical therapist, want him to move. Slowing things down is a key. Another point is how they connect with your parents or a spouse. Do they spend time having an adult conversation with them? They may be introduced. Here, Susie, I'd like to introduce you to Stuart. Susie might say, hello, Stuart, it's a pleasure to meet you. May I call you by your first name? Getting the permission, treating them like... Treating like an adult with respect and not speaking like a child to somebody who may have dementia or be a little older. Baby talk was one of my pet peeves. It still is. I never wanted anybody to speak to my parent like they were they were three-year-old or five-year-old or even a 10-year-old at that point. My goodness, they were in their 80s and 90s. They had gone through so much life experience and had so much more to share than being treated like a child who hadn't hadn't been down that road of, of life before. Also, if an aide, when talking to you or to your lead aide, turns around and points to the parent and says, how do you handle them? The word of them was another one of my pet peeves and still is. So when somebody turns around and talks about somebody that they're going to care for as a them, an object, an inanimate creature, a thing. It's time to say, we're done with the interview. Thank you very much. We'll get back to you and move on. Eye contact is another thing. Now, sight may be a difficult thing for your parent or the person that you love and care for, but being able to look at somebody's face and understand the expression that's going on in their heart That's part of communication that is so important. Patience, as I said, is another. Slowing things down, waiting, and sometimes asking again to make sure they heard you and understood things that were going on. Aids will often, if you're not there, or if, like I said, you know, I was 1,200 miles away. I wasn't taking care of meals for my parents, but asking about meals. What do they like? Do they like being left alone? Do they need help? Not cutting their meat their food at all, unless they actually physically cannot have the dexterity to do so. Again, it's it's treating the parent, the patient, the person that you are taking care of through the aid with dignity and respect as an adult. When they start asking questions about physical changes that have evolved over time, understanding how the progression of life has happened over maybe the last three, four, six months before they got there helps anybody understand at what point is this particular person, this loved one, at, and where might they be going later on? I don't mean from a spiritual perspective, but I mean from a physical perspective, because some things speed up and then slow down. I say that there's there's this life path that we're on as we get older, and especially if somebody has dementia or any sort of physical ailment. You can almost notice that the ramp up or down may be straight and fast or stepped. Go long at the same pace for a while and then a gentle step down to a new level. So understanding how that is going in somebody's life is very helpful because you know what to look for. Just If the changes are speeding up, being able to share that with a family member or the person that they, the aide, reports into. If they ask what the current status of their personality is like, are they bright? Are they happy? Are they sad? If they're sad, what are the things that they love to do? Engagements and activities. Just what they liked as as a younger person may bring a little bit more joy into everyday routines, which could be even just sitting in front of a television and enjoying a, a good movie that brings laughter and good memories back. And then finally, the ability to listen, to be kind, to ask questions, to be able to engage in a conversation with the person that they are caring for in a way that shows respect, kindness, love and compassion that that makes every day special. Just because a parent is older doesn't mean that their life is done. And I say this only because so many people, I wouldn't say so many people, but too many are afraid of those years in our parents' lives that may mean the end someday. And it's going to mean the end for all of us at some point, but not being present and and not knowing how to care to a point that you may not do the physical hands-on care. I certainly didn't, but I was there in so many other ways to make sure that mom and dad knew that every single day counted and I knew that my sister knew that and every single aid that we brought into our house knew that and when they didn't we changed things up really fast so don't be afraid of change when it comes to aids I say hire fast and fire fast but trust your gut trust your head trust your heart trust your eyes for observation and move forward in a way that is best for those that you love first. That's it. It's Nancy here from Doing Your Best with Elder Care Success. We'll see you soon on another episode. Take care. Make it a great week. Bye bye. This show is sponsored by Care Manity, the publishers of How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies, a step by step guide before, during, and after. For your own personalized free file of life, go to www.howtosurvive911.com. All trademarks, brands, and comments are not intended to be substitutes for medical, financial, or legal advice. Please consult a medical, legal, or financial professional for issues relevant to your own personal situation. This show is produced by Caremanity LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2021. Caremanity LLC.